Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday today, and if you guys have fun weekend plans, spend some time with family and friends, and if you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. We are here, and we pick up the phone still. <laughs> I talked to my friend about that the other day when I was in the gym with him. I said, I'm one of the only companies I know of that you can actually call and pretty much get a pickup immediately and not go through 15 different prompts and then go to a recording service and then go to Pakistan or Thailand or wherever and pick up and transfer you to another one. So you need anything, you've got any questions, supplemental advice you need, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. We're always here to help you. And the product of the week, you voted in it, won the HGH Stimulate Formula, incredibly good formula, increases blood flow and oxygenation, great product, really, really effective. I take it pretty much every day. Usually I drink it beginning and during my workout, very, very effective. So be sure to check it out right now on the website for on sale for 10% off the product of the week. And the first article getting into this that I, I've pulled up last night and I was going through some stuff and this is pretty much just, you know, update on the current clown world that we're living in now. It's become such a joke that you can't really take a lot of it even seriously anymore. And I saw it and I just shook my head and had to laugh. The Pentagon has failed its fifth audit in a row now and it cannot account for 61% of the funds that they have. 61 percent, 1,600 auditors went through the DOD's $3.5 trillion in assets and $3.7 trillion in liabilities. They found the department couldn't account for 61 percent of their assets, meaning they don't know where $2.2 trillion is. Don't, don't, know, don't know where it went. We, we, um, we misplaced that warehouse full of money. Uh, we don't know what happened to it. And obviously, I'm joking because they know exactly where it went. You can't lose. Nobody is that inept. You can't lose that much money. And it's all in Afghanistan and other privatized sectors. Because remember, over the period of the last 20 years, roughly 50% of the Pentagon spending has gone to private sector military contractors like Lockheed Martin and so forth and other defense contractors. The money is not that difficult to track when it's that large of a sum. Look at the boondockle that Afghanistan was. Remember, we have 750 military installations around the globe, 750. And a majority of this money goes into black ops, and the money just literally goes off the books and is involved in whatever other projects they want to do. But I just thought it was ironic, not surprising whatsoever. But, yeah, the Pentagon can't find the money because they don't know what they did with it. But yet – the Congress is expected to pass a whopping record $847 billion military budget now for the coming fiscal year with the largest military budget in recorded history. Seems to do that every single year. And I get I get a kick out of these guys in Congress because you have to ask yourself a question. If you actually are elected by the people to represent the people and you have somebody that's a complete and total moron spendthrift and can't figure out where they're spending their money, which I know they know where they're at, they're spending the money. But as far as to the rest of the world, how they're trying to downplay it and you go, you can't figure out where your money's at. You keep losing trillions of dollars, bro. Um, but you know what? Here's another credit card. And, you know, it's got a higher limit than the last one. Just try to be reasonable this time and try to keep track of it. 
okay, I'll try harder this time. And, I mean, it's a joke. So, I mean, until Congress actually puts a stop to this and slows this down, this isn't going to have – there's not going to be any type of accountability with this because they've learned now they pretty much have an open wallet and they can spend as much as they want because they just keep printing it. (laughs) That was interesting. Also, too, in other news in Switzerland – now, this is a big deal, and this is one of the reasons why – I've warned everybody so succinctly about Teslas and electric cars and where the long-term outlook is going to be with these things as far as what the end goal is. I've noticed now it seems to be every time you get around anybody that's constantly pushing EV cars, they have this utopian ideology in most cases. If they're, if they're really hardcore about it, some people just bought them to buy them and drive them. They don't care about them, whatever. But people that are the hardcore EV pushers, they have this utopia ideology that they think somehow everything's just going to be perfect if they people drive electric cars and everything will be free and cheap and everything will be amazing when it's quite the opposite. The amount of tax that it puts on the electrical grid, if you start having 40, 50, 60, 70 percent of the vehicles on the road electric and everybody, everybody's plugging in every single night, is the amount of load is so significant, most of the electric goods can't handle it. That being said, Switzerland now is mulling bans on electric cars during the energy shortage now. This is really interesting. As a result of the ongoing energy crisis through Europe, Switzerland is discussing a ban on the use of electric cars for non-essential purposes. Like a host of other European nations, Switzerland's energy situation is being significantly stressed as a result of Russia in the Ukraine theater show, the clown show that we're seeing over there, they're using that as a big giant excuse now because they put sanctions on a country that gives them fuel. Still never figured that one out, how that makes sense. But they're saying now that they're going to put limits on the speeds of electric cars, reduce the opening hours of shops, uh, put restrictions on charging stations, and also private use of electric cars is only going to be permitted for absolutely necessary journeys, professional practice, visiting the doctor, attending court appointments, religious events. The government read out on a restriction it reported yesterday. The Swiss government appears to be hoping the measure will allow it to avoid load shedding, cutting off certain customers from the power supply should electricity become scarce. This is what happens when you start allowing people to run the show that have no business and have no no reasoning skills when it comes to actual operations. Electric cars are not long-term good for any aspect of the environment. The amount of stress that it puts on the environment when you start looking at the lithium strip mines and other things like that, it makes no sense. The only reason, and I have said this from the beginning, the only reason that the electric cars are being pushed is in order to have a very, very controlled, monitored, and essentially manipulated vehicle market that nobody would be able to travel or go anywhere freely, unmolested on their way without permission. Anytime you don't do something you're supposed to, you say something bad on Facebook, oh, we're sorry, your electrical charging station has now been restricted for 24 hours now. Please delete your post, and you can resume your charging again on your vehicle. That's exactly what they're planning on doing with this. And what's going on in Switzerland now, I kind of think this is a little opening beta test to use this as a guise now. Hey, we have a big problem with electric right now. we got a big problem with energy. Let's start restricting charging stations because we got to do it for everybody's safety. 
and they can see how quickly people are going to go along with it. And quite frankly, a lot of people will, especially if they've already gotten onto the EV train. But I thought I'd bring that up. What do you think about that, Deb? Well, Switzerland, you know, that's where the headquarters of the World Economic Forum is with Klaus Schwab, all right? And also they're the headquarters of the Bank of International Settlements, which is the central bank of central banks. Uh, it's completely in control by the Rothschild banking cartel. They also have a fiat currency there, too, with the Swiss National Bank. Uh, the difference is that in Switzerland, you know, they pretend like they're in charge, but they really aren't. I mean, they couldn't control that CERN collider underneath them. They couldn't control all these crazy things like with the Gothard Tunnel opening going in. The, you know, into Italy and all the weird, you know, druidic things they did in Switzerland. So Switzerland's also a controlled nation. The difference is it remains neutral for the banking cartels to be able to operate from there so they can protect their own core assets in the event that everybody has enough of these whack bags that are running the planet, decides to take them out and put them on the island of Madagascar and say goodbye. They can sacrifice each other to death like they like to do. Uh, but the, the crazy part about this is that you know, it's just part of the reality of where we live right now and who we're involved with and who these people are. And we see that. I mean, the Pentagon loses trillions of dollars more. Remember that happened too with 9/11. The day before 9/11 happened, you know, you know, Rumsfeld, I believe it was, got out there and announced that they had lost 2.3 trillion dollars. They couldn't find it. That's all a lie. That's just, don't don't believe any of that stuff. They know exactly where the money is. It's in deep underground military bases. It's in deep underground military projects. It's in black ops where they can't talk about where the money goes. And so it just goes into this giant hole that they don't really understand. And Congress doesn't know unless they're in those committees where the money goes. That's why the military started running the drugs out of Afghanistan and out of Southeast Asia. That's what happened with, you know, with, 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 you know, with, with, with Kim, with, with, with what happened in China, with, with Maya Sintani and all the rest of these guys and how they were funding the, the you know, the, the, the groups of people that were basically running mercenary people all over the world, they were doing by selling opium and poppies and, you know, basically heroin to the peasants in China. It was the opium wars. You guys can read about all that. And they were basically funding everything. You know, when, when, Chiang, when they went to Chiang Kai-shek, that's what he told them. He said, that's how I fund my, my ops is I, I, I sell dope, drugs. And then the CIA, when they did that with the OSS after World War II, and they went to bed with Lucky Luciano with the sinking of the USS Normandy, we've talked about, okay, I'm going real fast. I'm going to slow down. When the USS Normandy was sunk at the pier in Washington, in, in, in New York Harbor, and Lucky Luciano was about to go to prison, they had to release him, head mafia guy, right, to come in and control the docks in New York. Because they, the way they controlled the docks in New York, if people did something wrong, they just killed them. The government couldn't do that, so they brought him back in. That's when the United States government during World War II got into bed with the mafiosa groups. Then they used these same mafiosa groups to run huge amounts of drugs and heroin into the Harlem nightclubs during World War II and after World War II to fund, fund black operations that weren't required to go through Congress for funding. In other words, they were running a drug business on the side. This is CIA, OSS, MI6, Mossad. They're running a drug business on the side using, like Austin said, 875 military bases, I think he said, around the world as the lily pad drop-off spots to bring their C-130 transport planes in with huge amounts of drugs and heroin and now fentanyl all over the world to spend it. The reason we got out of Afghanistan has nothing to do with releasing Afghanistan back to the people there. It was because they no longer needed that much heroin because fentanyl was replacing it. It could be created synthetically. And it's just so much more powerful than heroin. Is it's so much more addictive and it's so much more dangerous. And, you know, we had a what a hundred thousand people die last year of drug overdoses in the United States, a hundred thousand. And it's probably much higher than that. This is just the numbers that have been reported. The reality is, is that this black operations 
has been used now for, oh gosh, 80 years in order to fund the groups of people out there that are doing all kinds of nefarious things, controlling the people like Jeffrey Epstein to basically continue to bribe Congress to make sure they redact all of this information so nobody can see it, so we the people can't see it. And what's so funny, and I said this a few weeks ago, I'm going to say it again. You know, they monitor everything we say. They monitor every cell phone call. They're monitoring this show right now. They monitor everything that you do. They monitor you with Alexa. They monitor you with everything. They monitor you with millions of facial recognition cameras all over the United States. We're monitored with everything we do. This is George Orwell, 1984. And they say, well, if you don't do anything wrong, you shouldn't be afraid of being monitored and having all of your calls monitored and being you know, wiretapped. And I mean, this is, this is why you can't have unlawful sorts of seizures. This is why you can't be doing things without warrants. But they don't need those anymore. They just do whatever they want to do because of the NSA and the Patriot Act. And, and the problem that we have here is that I say this to them. If everything that we do is in public, is open and basically can be seen, why do you redact, why do you redact your paperwork? Why do you redact what you say? Why do you not allow us to see what you're doing in the dark? If we're going to shout things from the rooftop and tell everybody what everybody's doing, why don't we tell everybody what you're doing? And why don't we take a look at this and point this out to everybody? And that's what we try to do on this show. We do everything we possibly can to do what we need to do in order to make sure that everybody's you know, telling the truth of what we talk about on this show. That's why I say if you don't agree with something on the show, then that's your perfect prerogative. I, I don't agree with everything I hear on other talk shows. At that point, send me a letter. You got my, you know, ask, ask Dr. Ted at TedB at Yahoo.com. You guys send me emails all the time. Ask people, what do you think about this? And unless it's some ridiculously long answer, I will answer it for you. Now, what I will probably do is ask you to, to basically just look it up yourself and, and to do some research on it and go to Google or Chrome or DuckDuckGoGo or whatever you want to use. I suggest DuckDuckGoGo so they don't track your searches and look up the answer. And you'll find out that, you know, we're pretty much right. 99% of the time of this show, and every once in a while we'll miss it, and we'll have to come in and issue a retraction, or I'll come in and immediately you know, edit the show and clean something up real quick. And if you don't hear the first show live, which is you know, the 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock hour, you know, Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time, you may never hear what we said because it'll probably just be gone. And I have said stuff, and I've done entire segments before that ended up, gosh, I hate to say it, being inaccurate information. And I will just tell Todd, or basically our producer, trash the show, flush it. Play, some, play something else in this place. We're done. I'm not going to put that out there. Once I find out that we've done something, I do that. So if you want to correct me on that. Now, now a lot of you guys are, you know, you want to argue with me about stuff like this. The flat earth stuff, all right? I already told you. I don't know what the planet's shaped like. I haven't been in outer space. And they've lied to us about everything else anyhow. So what, what difference does it make? And I understand you say, well, because the earth is the center of the universe, and they're trying to change it so it's not a creation of God that's unique. I got that, all right? And that's plausible that makes sense, all right? But the reality is it doesn't make any difference. We're still living on the planet. It, it doesn't matter what the shape is. All I know is that the renditions that we have from NASA are renditions. They don't show us any real photographs from, quote-unquote, Apollo if you believe that we went to the moon on Apollo. Okay, I'm still wondering how we got through the Van Allen radiation belt, which I thought I'd mention that again. And then you got people that want to talk about the rapture, and they want to argue with me about the rapture. I'm going to say this again because <laughs> I hope we get raptured in the first load. I hope we don't go through the tribulation. It's not backed up by scripture, in my opinion. And you got all these people that are pre-rapture, you know, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. I got that, all right? I hope you guys are right. So when I say that to some of you, get mad. What do you mean you hope we're right? Well, I hope you're right. I hope we don't have to go through any of this stuff. I hope we get to leave here and go to be with the Lord. That's what I hope. But if we're not, oh, well, then you need to be prepared. 
So, but then they want to argue with me about that. Well, I can't believe you're saying that again. I'm like, no, stop it. I hope you're right. And I'm sincere about that. But I don't think you are. So that's my opinion, too. So all these different things that basically we have to talk about sometimes on these emails, I just don't bother to get involved with those conversations because there's no point. It's not going to change anything, whether the earth is flat or round or shaped like a cue ball or shaped like a basketball or shaped like a beach ball or shaped like a cube or, you know, whether it's flat or round or who cares? We're all here together right now. And we already know they lie to us about everything. So those type of, those types of discussions, I just don't get into. I'm, and I've told you guys, I am not a flat earther, but I don't know what the shape of the planet is, too. I, you don't want a pilot. You know that. I've never seen a curvature. I've told you guys that. You know, and I've flown pretty high before. I've never seen a curvature. You know, and I know that when you're, you're flying over Lake Okeechobee and you're flying at like 6,000 feet, Austin has done it with me. That, that, because it's like a 30-mile distance across, you're supposed to – the earth curvature means you're supposed to drop 600 feet, and you don't. You don't. You set your trim, which takes the pressure off the control sticks, and you basically set your trim and you fly flat. You're not flying off the edge of a you know off the edge of a globe over 30 mile distance. You should drop 500 feet or 600 feet, but it doesn't do that. So you guys figure that out on your own. I'm not going to sit here and get in some debate with you. I'm just telling you what I've personally seen and what I know that the math doesn't work. But I don't know what the shape of the planet is. It could be it could be some type of pear shape. I don't know, but it doesn't make any difference. They're going to lie to us about everything anyhow, aren't they? And remember, the person who came up with all of this stuff was Sir Isaac Newton. I don't know why they want to call him Sir weirdo he's Kabbalist Luciferian and he's a huge Kabbalist huge Satanist who's a wizard he's the one who's telling us that he got this information from the Zohar you know and I'm like oh gosh here we go with that mess again and so all of this stuff is basically stuff we just put on the back burner as Christians because we've already been bought for at a price you know we serve the most high God if we're a Christian Jesus has already paid the ultimate price with his life as an eternal on the present being, which I've explained that to you before in the past. That means like forever, he becomes a sacrifice for us for the redemption of our sins. So no further sacrifice needs to be given because of the continual shedding of the blood from the an omnipresent being. I mean, remember, all of God is in the book of Genesis. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Right now, I'm the Alpha and I'm the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. All of God is basically 2,000 years ago with the Romans and all of God is in the very end of time. All at once. It's not part of him in Genesis, not part of him in Revelation. He experiences all of it all the time because it's in his timeline. That's what we have to understand. That's why we always pray, and I always pray in the morning, that God directs my footsteps, that I'm always at the right place at the right time every time, like being with you guys right now. It's absolutely wonderful to be. I can be here with you. And I always pray that every single day because if there's thousands of possible potentials of string theories as far as quantum mechanics – we want to pray that God directs our footsteps on the course of our lives so we can stay on the proper timeline. And he'll maximize your exposure down here, maximize your you know, pleasure down here. He'll maximize your blessings down here. He'll maximize what you do down here for him. He'll do all of that for you if you allow yourself to be met, led. But he still knows, regardless of all that, he still knows when you're going to check off the planet and come to heaven because he's already there. Always remember that. He's omnipresent. It means he's alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, all at once. And that's a concept that a lot of people don't get, and it's difficult for humans to grasp that. It took me a long time to pray over that one and try to even understand a little bit of what that meant. But that means he's got your back. That means he loves you. That means he was willing to go to the cross for you as an omnipresent being for all of eternity and be there as a remission of your sins. That's how much he loved you, how much he cares about you. To always remember that. And I've told you this before. You know, it's, it's all about 
energy fields and frequency in quantum mechanics. And God wants us to be able to come back into his energy field, which is through the Holy Spirit, to allow us to have redemption through Jesus, through the blood of the Lamb, to allow us to be one with him for all of eternity. So when he sees you, he no longer sees you. He sees Jesus, which is himself. That's what you've got to understand. Christianity is so much more than we've been taught in these name it, claim it, blab it, grab it churches. It's all about being in a, in a blood covenant with the most high God who created the heavens and the earth and the universe. So when you look at it like that, it starts to make more sense as far as why Jesus did what he did and why God has done what he's done. And always remember that he loves you so much that he'd do anything for you. He'll even let you do things you shouldn't ought to do because it's freedom of will. And by the way, the other day somebody was asking me about Fox. Who owns the Fox networks? You know, and I, I laughed. I said, you already know who owns Fox. And so I went and looked it up on StockZoa. This is why they all are owned by the same people. They all have the same script. They all do the same thing all of the time, and all of the news is always the same, and they're reading the same scripts. And Fox News is put in there to be in opposition for you to give you a different energy field so they can create friction. That's exactly what the guy – was telling us 200 years ago, Otto, not 200 years, 100 years ago, Otto Kahn, he says they control both sides of the narrative. So I looked it up under stocks, though, and I posted it on our website, the top investors of Fox Corporation. Number one, with 18 million shares, is going to be Vanguard. <laughs> number three is BlackRock. And number six, let's have a round for State Street Corporation. So <laughs> BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard are the three companies that own Fox News, and they also own CNN. And they also own ABC, and they also own CBS. They also own everything. And so once you get this and you understand about circular ownership, we've talked about it so many times, you realize that we're in a situation where these international Luciferian Kabbalists are doing all these crazy, weird things. And now talk about crazy, weird things. i got to talk about Kanye West for a second. Uh, he went on a talk show, and he has basically a black hoodie pulled over his face, and he goes, uh, I like Hitler. Kanye <laughs> West goes on an anti-Semitic rant praising Adolf Hitler and Nazis in a mask interview. Uh, I'm just going to read you the article. I'm, I'm just not going to just not even try to interpret this for you guys. You guys can do what you want to do with this. Uh, the back, the black Bockelvare wearing rapper, 45, glorified Hitler and the Nazis on far-right show on Thursday. <laughs> the shamed hip-hop star who was dumped by Adidas and Bangalgia for a string of anti-Semitic remarks has been strongly condemned for the vile comments and slammed as a repellent bigot. <laughs> the interview took an extraordinary turn after West, now known as Ye, said he saw good things of Hitler. I see good things about Hitler, too, he said. I love everyone. This guy invented highways and the microphone. Every human being has something of value they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Also, Hitler was born a Christian. Ye, who plans on running for president in 24, praised the ruthless dictator's party, adding, they did good things, too. We have to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. The Jewish media has made us feel like the Nazis and Hitler have never offered anything of value to the world. And Ye said he didn't like the way the word evil was associated with the Nazis. Then he goes on to say, I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. He took credit for popularizing anti-Semitism. No one in high school knew what anti-Semitic meant until Ye made it popular, he said. <laughs> I can't even believe he's saying this. During the interview, the hip-hop star also mocked former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, by the way, who I've also met, who's a weirdo, using a fishing net and a bottle of Yuhu chocolate milk to portray Netanyahu. Ye did a high-pitched voice to mimic the former Prime Minister. When asked why he wasn't fond of Netanyahu, Ye admitted he had only heard of the former Prime Minister two weeks ago and thought he had a funny name. So, you know, I, I don't even <laughs> – Kanye, wow, Kanye. 
Uh, he's just absolutely something else. Uh, I don't know what to say about him. And I, I have to say, honestly, that, you know, he's trying to look at things from both sides of the, of the lead. And uh, it's, it's crazy to me that they're actually putting him out there. And I mean, this was the lead story in Drudge today, by the way. And, that, and that's why I'm reporting on it. And, and, I, and I sit back and I just, I just shake my head and go, well, the media is not doing themselves a favor because what they're doing, and we talked about this on, I think it was Wednesday show, if, 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 if Kanye is saying there's basically 300 Zionists running the world. Now, remember, I didn't explain this the other day. A Democratic Party is the Democrats of the United States, Republican Party, the Republicans. The Nazis were the Nazis. Uh, you know, Zionist is a political party. It's a political movement. And so when I say I'm not a Zionist, it means I'm not a political party. It'd be like me saying I'm not a Democrat. And so we have to understand all of this stuff happening. You know, when you talk about this, the news cycles, it's what it means. And so we always have to understand that we're talking about political parties. If I say to you, I'm not a Democrat, and I'm not a Zionist, it doesn't mean anything. It's like saying I'm not a Nazi, which I'm not, by the way. And all of these different things are part of that. And so if people need to understand this, that you should be able to have an open discussion like we talked about on Wednesday on our show about what people believe and what they don't believe and what their political views are if they're going to espouse them and try to force you to comply with them. That's all Kanye is saying here about this. He says, let's talk about who owns the planet. Let's talk about who runs the world. Let's talk about the international banking cartels. Let's talk about all of this and have a discussion and a dialogue in both directions. Of course, he's being eviscerated for that, and of course, I'm sure I will get eviscerated for what I just said too, but I don't really care anymore because I'll past all that. Um, here's another thing interesting about George Soros. The U.S. universities, backed by George Soros and Zuckerberg, lobby for DACA amnesty to preserve a billion-dollar profit pipeline. This is a big deal because they love stealing money from the American population. A number of United States universities backed by groups funded by billionaire sources, Zuckerberg, are lobbying Congress to quickly pass an amnesty bill for millions of illegal aliens to preserve their billion-dollar annual tuition and fees pipeline. You hear what I'm saying? Free tuition, free fees, which goes to these different people that are supporting these universities. For weeks, the House and Senate Democrats have urged ten Senate Republicans to join them in approving the DREAM Act, which would provide green cards and eventually naturalize American citizenship to three point three million illegal aliens controlled and eligible for deferred action for childhood arrivals to the DACA program, including free tuition, free everything to go to college. Which by the way, isn't interesting. They won't give our American citizens free tuition to go to college because they can easily do these trillions they're wasting, but They'll do it for these illegals that are coming across the border. Just thought I'd mention that. In a letter to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, dual Israeli citizen out of New York, and Senate Minority Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, absolute weirdo, university executives with the President's Alliance on Higher Education and Immigration suggest DACA illegal aliens are Americans in every sense of the word but on paper. The group is backed by Zuckerberg and the Soros Open Society Program. Basically, by the way, he's the one who supported all these riots all over the country, as well as the Shapiro Foundation. Surprise, surprise. The Carnegie Corporation of New York was another Rothschild cutout and Chan Zuckerberg Initiative and the Walder Foundation. We write to respectfully urge you to prioritize passing the bipartisan legislation before the end of this year to provide permanent protections for DACA recipients and other dreamers, the letter states. Now, I'm not going to say anything else about this, but this is just something that is just more wasteful spending, more money that's going up in smoke. More numbers that are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it really is ridiculous. I mean, these guys are wanting to give free tuition to people that have come here illegally, but yet they still won't tell the people in America that they're going to get rid of their tuition. Oh, by the way, you notice that whole tuition freedom, that whole thing with the tuition has gone away now as far as with Biden. Now that the judges said no, again, that was another big election ploy to get people to go in and basically vote Democrat in the midterms in case they weren't able to hack them efficiently enough. And there's an article from Zero Hedge I want to cover. 
gaslighting is the word of the year for a good reason. Every year, the Mir- Merriam-Webster picks a word to capture the culture at a moment of time. The choice is based on the frequency and the quantity of search as well as the departure from the norm. This year, the choice seems to be gaslighting. It's drawn from a 1944 film starring Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman. By the way, by the way I've watched the movie. It's just, it's a crazy movie. The term means to be subjected to extended psychological trickery to cause the victim to question his, or own, his own reality. In the film, Boyer plays a handsome stranger who meets the beautiful heiress Bergman on a foreign journey, and they fall in love. He convinces her to marry and move back together in London to her family home, whereby he embarks on a subtle campaign to convince her that she is bonkers while he secretly searches the home for legacy jewels he needs to steal. It's painful to watch, but the experience connects with our own as we watch mainstream media see respectable scientists canceled for supposedly spreading disinformation or when we watch the White House press conference try to convince us they are normal and that we are the crazy ones, probably wrongly wrong thinking, not aware of the full acts, the more they insist on the inversion of truth, the more we are invited to see ourselves as nuts for failing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, what happens is the film has this crucial moment when Bergman flips from believing that she is a broken spirit and a confused person suddenly to realize that she is the victim of an elaborate hoax. Once she realizes this, all of the pieces fall into place and she calls him as a fraud and a thief, and the friend, fan film ends as his genre must in these days. He's arrested and the victim is made whole. Now, what he was doing he was going into the house and turning the gas lamps down. That's why it's called gaslighting. Turning the gas lamps down, like if he had them at a, at a power of 10, he would turn them down to a 9. It should, like, should come in and say, oh, the, the gas lamps are turned down. He's, oh, no, they're normal. And pretty soon he's got them down to a 1, so it's unbelievably dimly lit. And she says, it's really dark in here. Oh, no, it's really bright. And she, you're going crazy. You're nuts. That's what they've done to us, guys. They've continually bombarded us with absolute fiction Fiction, fiction, fiction from the media, which is Kabbalist Luciferian controlled by the synagogue of Satan, owned by BlackRock State Street of Vanguard. <laughs> okay? And they would come in here and just tell us stuff that they know is a lie. And Fox News does the same thing, by the way. They'll never come in and tell the truth. That's why it's interesting to me that they're allowing – and Kanye did say something that is true in this interview. He said that the people and the kids in this country had no idea what anti-Semitism was. He's right. And so he started bringing it up. So I always find that weird. Now you say, well, why would they do that? Well, they don't like the real Jews either. I talked about this on the Wednesday show. They don't like the Jews that are basically not Kabbalists, Luciferians. They don't like anybody. They, they want everybody to be worshiping their god, Einstein. Remember, when this Kabbalist Luciferian sect came into Judaism, it was 1666. It had been a, it had been a continuation of the ancient Babylonian religion and rituals that had been taught in the Zohar. And the guy by the name of Sabatain Zevi in 1666, and yes, you can look him up. He has his own Wikipedia page. He came in and he told everybody, hey, look, the only way we can get God to be resurrected from the pit, the serpent God that wraps around the tree of the universe, this Einsoff character, which also has his own Wikipedia page, the only way we can get him to come back up and rule the planet and come back as God is we have to make everything perfect and beautiful or we have to make everything evil. So he chose to make everything evil. So he said whatever the Bible says and what the Word of God says and the Torah says, we have to do the exact opposite. So if it says no more orgies, we have to do orgies. If it says no more sacrifice, we have to kill humans. If it says no more this, no more sin, no more this, we have to do all of that to bring the earth into this unbelievable depraved depraved state like it was in Genesis chapter 6 when every thought was evil all the time. Always remember the scripture on that. And if we do that, then we can bring back the serpent God and resurrect him from the pit and have him rule and reign the planet basically as the Antichrist. That was 17 ZB. A hundred years – he died. Before he died, by the way, he converted to become a Muslim, which I thought was ironic, which is kind of just 
about right. And then he, 100 years later, he basically says that he's, he is resurrected or he is basically incarnated now into God by the name of Jacob Frank, who takes up the mantle of Sabatain Zibi. And he ends up basically bringing the Rothschild banking cartel into this sick, perverted, you know, Kabbalist, Luciferian synagogue of Satan, you know, weirdo group of people that like to do weirdo things. That's if you watch the movie Eyes Wide Shut, which I do not recommend, with Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, with Stanley Kubrick. He goes into detail on some of the crazy things they do in some of their mansions and the rituals they're involved in. So this is that group that runs the planet. This is the group that Kanye West is doing his best to try to expose. He should just say, instead of using the word Jews, he should be using the word the synagogue of Satan, the Luciferian, the Kabbalists, and the people that are involved in all of this weird stuff in the middle of the night. But I'll say one thing about him, though. He's got himself some talk going now that no one's ever talked about, hadn't talked about it in, in decades in the United States. But again, they don't care about Jews that are practicing their Jewish, Jewish religion and who are not Kabbalists or Jews that are secular. They don't care about any of those people. They don't care about Jews that are good people and are doing what's right, doing what they're supposed to do. They don't care about those people. Anybody who's not a Luciferian, they are against. That's how they look at this. I remember that. So this Kabbalist group isn't just with Jews. It's also with Hillary Clinton. It's with Bill Clinton, who were massively involved in voodoo. And like I mentioned the other day, Hillary Clinton talked about Jackie sacrificing a chicken to Moloch in one of her emails. All these crazy things with the Podesta files. This is that group that runs the planet in the, cor- in the corners and in the dark, and they control the media. And so it, they don't have to be Jewish. They can be born you know, a Protestant or a Christian. They convert over. Look at Katy Perry. She was raised in a Christian household. Look at her. She's a full-blown witch. Look at Madonna, full-blown witch. I mean these are all Kabbalists. They're all Luciferians. Gwyneth Patrol is a Kabbalist. They weren't born Jewish. Don't don't pick that name Jewish like Kanye is doing. Pick the synagogue of Satan because, again, they're trying to create as much friction as they possibly can with every group, every special interest group to try to discredit as many people as they possibly can, calling them anti-Semitic, which is ludicrous. It's like I'm saying I'm anti-German or anti-Russian or anti-Chinese or I'm an anti-Russianite, okay, whatever. And, and it, this is the group that runs the planet. We've, we've got to understand that, but don't let them gaslight you. It's really, really really important awesome buddy what do you think on what's your next story oh that's very valid i mean that's ex- what the design of what they do is they want to keep people compartmentalized inside of a box there's only two ways to think it there's only two options here that's why they have the democrat republican option all the time that's why they can't stand if you go up the middle the same thing as this you're either pro-jewish or you're full anti-semitic bigot well can we have an open discussion about everything that's going on? Because why is it only those two options available? And this is what they do with everything. There's no middle ground. There's no understanding one side or the other. It's just, you have to be this way or you have to be this way. There's no other option. It's designed to put you in that mental box. So you do not expand your thinking. You do not expand your learning. You do not develop more reasoning skills. You do not sit back and go, well, I completely understand with this concept, but I could see how another person may see this as a little different, a little weird. I, I understand that, and I strive to understand both sides of the coin and then the other option. There's always different options and different elements, but don't ever let them put you in a box. This is what they did to everybody during COVID. They said, trust the science. You're either for every single COVID mandate, lockdown, restriction, vaccine passport, everything, or you're a racist grandma killer. I'm A, I'm neither. B, there's more than two options. And C, 
How about you go get a life? No, 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 you can't do that. No, no, no. You, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists. As George W. Bush so eloquently put it in his <laughs> moronic speeches, they try to make sure there's only two options so you do not look at anything else. They want to keep you in the matrix. Once you step out and you look at everything with a full view picture, you realize very quickly there's a lot of other things that are happening behind the scenes. And they're using this whole thing with Kanye West also too as a consistent distraction. They, uh, they do this in the media. That's why I was like front page on Breitbart, front page on Drudge on all of them. They want to keep people completely and totally distracted and not talk about the fact that the Pentagon can't figure out where $2.2 trillion is. They can't account for 61% of their assets. Oh, oh, let's not talk about that. Let's put some more theater in front of them. Get another clown show. Let's get something going on. This is what they do. And Dad earlier, going back to what he was talking about earlier with Fox and who owns Fox, it's ironic because why he was talking about that, you know that Fox gets about 70% – of their ad revenue from pharmaceutical companies. Pfizer spent roughly $2 billion on advertising and marketing last year, $2 billion on advertising and marketing in 2021. And you, you want to you know who the top shareholders are of Pfizer? Just, I mean, just take a wild guess. Number one shareholder that owns 8.38% stake. Oh, Vanguard. They're, they're the top shareholder. <laughs> uh, next on the list is SSGA Funds Management, and number three is, well, BlackRock. Yeah, so the same top shareholders of Fox are the same top shareholders of Pfizer. Pfizer generates 70% of the ad revenue for Fox for the pharmaceutical or other uh, Pfizer and other pharmaceutical companies, and it's one giant circular ownership that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger think outside the box my friends there's a lot more going on than what they tell you also to in other news this is interesting as well finally somebody is saying the same thing that i have said a nigerian president is now stating that ukraine's war and the u.s funding war is bringing arms and manpower to terrorists in africa oh didn't i call that out a couple weeks ago I said very succinctly, this Ukraine war is nothing more than a giant money and arms transporting thing. It's just, it's just it's a giant it's a giant arms distribution venture. That's all it is. He goes on the detail in discussing how the the war in Ukraine is flooding Africa's Lake Chad region with enormous amount of heavy and light machine guns along with rockets. Oh, that's right. So kind of like when they meant they they admitted in Ukraine that they don't know where like 60 to 70 percent of the weapons are going when they get there. They're just disappearing. Remember, I told you guys the other day, Ukraine can't burn through 180 million rounds of ammunition in a couple months. It can't burn through 10,000 surface air missiles. The war isn't that big. There's only a small couple regional areas that are going on. It's not a giant global war, but yet suddenly they have to have an endless supply of arms and munitions. Well, now Nigerian president is calling it out for what it is, and I told you guys this. This was all about arms trafficking so they could have an excuse to funnel more weapons to other countries they wanted to destabilize, overthrow, control, and dictate over. Just thought I would throw that out there. And and <laughs> at the same time, 
that were giving tens of thousands of light machine guns and belt-fed weapons to Ukraine so they can transport them to other countries. Illinois now, state representatives have come in, and they said that they want to do a full assault weapons ban, magazine ban, minimum age ban, and full restrictions on all firearms in any semi-automatic rifle in the entire state of Illinois now. Now, if you guys know, Cook County... Which is in which is where Chicago is located. It has one of the highest crime rates in the entire country. I think there was 48 people shot over this weekend. You know, just an average number. They already have a full assault weapons ban, mag ban, restriction ban. That's been going on in Cook County for years. Yet they still have thugs running around with machine pistols and you know 30, 40, 50 round mags, 100 round drums. Nothing new. Nothing's changed because there's this crazy concept that for some odd reason these lawmakers don't understand. Uh, criminals don't follow the law. Newsflash. They're criminals for a reason. And saying that all law-abiding citizens now have to be treated as criminals is the stupidest, most asinine argument that has ever been produced. But remember, it's not there to be – to make sense. It's there to disarm the American population. That is what the entire ploy of gun control is all about. I went into detail on it yesterday. There is no concept or rational thought that makes any sense about this. It's like the same concept I've said before. It's like saying because there's drunk drivers in the world and because they get in motor vehicle accidents while inebriated, all individuals – All vehicles now have to be fitted with breathalyzers, and everybody has to have high-risk insurance, and nobody can go over 55 miles an hour because there's some people out there that drive drunk. The country would flip out. I'm not going to blow a breathalyzer to start my vehicle. I'm not going to have my vehicle limited to 55 miles an hour. I'm not going to carry high-risk insurance because I'm not a high-risk driver. But – But you could one day be a possible drunk driver, so that means we have to make everybody restricted and controlled because somebody out there may be a potential drunk driver. That's exactly the logic that they use with this right here. You can't own a firearm because you could be a criminal one day. This is literally Minority Report in a nutshell, the move Tom Cruise made where they were doing pre-crime. They would have these these pre-crime release. Oh, so-and-so showed up name. You're going to commit a crime sometime in the future and kill somebody, so we're arresting you before you do it. This is all a ploy to disarm the American populace and use as an excuse under safety and protection. Another incident we're seeing now, the Daniel Defense Company. They make really, really nice high-end firearms. Uh, they're being sued now for the Uvalde shooting. Remember the really, really strange horrific shooting over there in Uvalde, Texas at the school? And Nobody's been able to really figure out the whole situation where the cops stood outside picking their nose for an hour and a half and just waited and continued to allow things to escalate till finally, finally, Border Patrol agents showed up. There were federal agents, and they were told to stand down, and they said no, and they went in and handled the situation. And suddenly we, nobody can figure out how this kid that has no job, no driver's license, no vehicle – no proof of income, suddenly is able to go out and buy $4,000 worth of Daniel Defense rifles, ammunition, and EOTech holographic weapon sites. Suddenly, no. Well, now, Daniel Defense is being sued because this kid allegedly used a Daniel Defense rifle in the Uvalde shooting, which, by the way, I don't even understand how they've, they, I, they've tried to justify this aspect of being able to sue gun makers for deaths 
which there's no basis of it. But again, they're trying to put them out of business. It'd be the same concept of saying somebody was driving a Ford motor vehicle and they got into an accident and they were drunk. So we're suing Ford now for selling them a vehicle. The, the logic is moronic at best. But again, this is another ploy to try to reduce gun access in the entire country. And they're doing, well, pretty good job at it if people keep complying. But again, this is why it is so important. You make sure you know your rights and you exercise them. Just knowing your rights and remembering your rights is not the same thing. You have to exercise them. You have to utilize them and you have to demand that they be respected. Because just because they're a right doesn't mean somebody is going to abide by them. You have to enforce that right. Always understand that concept, my friends. That is the whole concept of free speech. The only time that has really been brought up in court as far as when free speech is no longer allowed is in the access of, say, you're in a crowded movie theater and somebody yells fire. You can't do that because you're going to cause harm to other people because basically you're causing a situation that should not be occurring. People having open dialogues and open discussions about certain things is not is no aspect of that. That's why they keep bringing this up and saying, oh, Kanye can't say this and he can't say this and he can't say this and he can't say this. I don't agree with everything he says. Some of the stuff he says is really far-fetched. I'm not a fan of Hitler. I'm not going to sit there and paint some weird picture like that. So don't send me emails. But what I'm saying is everybody has a right to say what they want, and it's up to us to say, no, that's a blithering, moronic statement. I don't agree with it. Or it's Okay, well, let me think about that for a second. Anybody that tells you otherwise is trying to suppress free speech. For example, now the mainstream media, all over mainstream media now, I mean literally you can't even they, – they, it was like verbatim. Every single mainstream media outlet used the term be extra cautious, be extra cautious, be extra cautious, warns media after Twitter says they will stop enforcing misinformation policy about COVID. Like five different show clips I saw. Be extra cautious when using Twitter now. Be extra cautious when you're on Twitter. And it's just funny to me because everybody should be using caution when they read anything. Use your own mind and determination on what you want to establish as your thought process on something. Don't allow anybody to tell you what you have to think. But it's ironic now. They don't know what to do because now – and all of a sudden, Twitter's not going to be putting giant misinformation tabs on any type of COVID statements because, well, at least the point I think Elon Musk knows COVID was complete and total hoax. He said that before. Not that the virus wasn't running around and isn't real, but what they told us was going on and what they did to everyone was not a joke. And I told you I will not forget nor will I stop talking about it and pretend like it didn't happen because now suddenly, suddenly the flu – which was virtually non-existent during COVID. Remember, the flu just disappeared. According to health officials, the CDC revealed now that over 3,000 people have now already died from the flu suddenly in just the last month. Oh, huh, flu's back. How did it it go away so fast and then come back? They claim that the several flu strains became extinct during the height of the COVID pandemic. Became extinct. Just disappeared. Nobody knows where they went. They just disappeared and off the planet oh oh suddenly they're back oh we don't know how they came back i'll tell you how they came back because they never went away COVID, all COVID is is another mutated weaponized form of the flu they quoted and they put down every single upper respiratory virus that somebody would come down with as a COVID case because they used the pcr test which were completely and totally erroneous when actually identifying sars cov 2 they did not identify that at all 
all it did was identify a virus particle. COVID test, COVID test, COVID test. They literally took a test that identified a viral particle, and they slapped a COVID COVID test label on it and said, everybody has to test for these all the time. Even if you're not sick, even if you don't have symptoms, you have to test to do everything. Well, yeah, no duh, the numbers went up with COVID. Anything would have gone up with COVID. Imagine if they would have done it with the flu. Instead of the COVID test label, they would have peeled it off and put flu test on there, on the label. Oh, the flu cases would have been astounding, like nothing we've ever seen before in this country. But they didn't want the flu. They wanted to have COVID, the new, the new thing to be scared of. Don't allow yourself to be run by fear. Continue to live in peace. Continue to stay strong and continue to speak the truth. What do you think, Ted? Well, the truth will set you free. That's the word tells us. But it also says people prefer the darkness. It just says that too. And the reality is this. If we don't have the ability to discern the truth, like through the Holy Spirit, and we're going to be caught up in every whim of teaching. The Bible also says in Timothy that latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. It says teachings come through hypocritical liars whose conscience is seared with a hot iron. And so we've got to realize that in these latter times, we're going to have all kinds of other people that are going to be out there saying stuff that they want us to hear that is probably not true in most cases, but they're trying to continue to confuse the population of the planet. That's why you're right, Austin. We have to have open dialogue. You don't have to agree with us all the time, and a lot of you do, and I thank you for that, and I really appreciate the support of the show and your support of Health Masters. But the reality is that you know we've got a situation now where we've got a lot of people out there doing a lot of stuff they shouldn't be doing and saying a lot of things they shouldn't be saying. Like, for instance, here we go. Elon Musk is now suspending Kanye West from Twitter <laughs> for sharing a picture of a swastika inside a Star of David as his presidential campaign symbol. I mean, I can't even make this stuff up. This was in the Daily Mail. And he goes, he goes on to say that anti-Semite rapper reveals their furious text exchange. Uh, Elon Musk suspended Kanye West from Twitter last night. He came after West tweeted an image of a Nazi swastika inside of a Star of David. Sorry, but you've gone too far. This is not love, Musk wrote in a text to West. It followed West's wild meltdown on a podcast hour earlier. West professed his love of Nazis and his admiration of dictator Adolf Hitler. And I never heard him talking about loving Nazis. I never heard that, by the way. The saga has been on a test for the new Twitter owner, Musk's free speech absolutism. So, you know, now as disgraced rapper Kanye West saw his Twitter account suspended by Elon Musk, the post came after hours of interviews and conspiracy theory, declaring his love of Nazis and admiration for the idol of Hitler. Musk, who reinstated West's banned Twitter account just last month after taking control of the company in October on Thursday night, decided to be just his latest outburst on his social media platform was his final straw. So, you know, you got to ask yourself a question, all right? Why are they allowing this? And I, I'm going to cover it one more time that I talked about it in my first segment. It's because they want the controversy and they want the friction and they want the anti-Semitism to brew again in the United States because they can use it for their ends and for what they want to do. It's just what they're doing. It's, it's all part of the political theater that they're using, and they're doing it on purpose because you've got to remember, look at ABC. Who owns ABC? Well, you know, if you look at the company who owns Disney and Walt Disney, I can tell you, who, you already know who does it. The, the, the top investors of Disney are, number one, is Vanguard. They own $13 billion. BlackRock, they own $11 billion. And State Street's the third at $6.6 billion. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just stupid, Austin. It's just, every time we do this, it's the same thing. And, and then, you, then you look at the list of assets owned by Disney which means they're all owned by Vanguard, State Street, and Van Rock. You know, you're talking about Disney Enterprises, 
Disney World Services, Disney Studios. And I'm not going to read all these to you because I don't have enough time today. But they're literally hundreds of assets owned by Disney, including Marvel, ABC Entertainment, Hulu, Disney Streaming, it, it just FX content, National Geographic Global Networks, ABC News, A&E Networks, A&E Networks Consumer Enterprises. I, I, I can't go through them all. There's hundreds of them that they own. That's how big the Disney Corporation is, and they're owned by you know, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. So you got to realize it's always the same people doing all of this stuff, and that's what Kanye's trying to say, guys. He says this is the group that's running the planet, but he's not doing it very well. You can't be putting a swastika inside of a star of David. It's just, it's just not okay. And, and so, you know, but he's doing this, I think, as an actual shock method of trying to make people realize, you know, that the earth is being controlled by this group of international banking cartels that are doing all of this stuff through their sorcery and magic and through their pharmacia and they're controlling all these drug companies that I was talking about earlier. And now what he's doing, he's creating tremendous dialogue from a from a conversational standpoint with people that never thought about this stuff. And he's right about that too. And by the remember, but here's, here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about the most high God, the creators of the heaven and the earth, the great I am who loves you and wants the best for you. And I want you to remember that always keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus for he's the author and he is the finisher and he is the perfecter of our faith. And I want you to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And I want you to stand your ground like the book of Ephesians says, when all else fail, you dig in. You dig in if you've got to dig in and you stand your ground. Don't let him take anything from you. Always remember that and always remember this too. This is the day the Lord hath made and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. And always remember this battle has all, this war has already been won. We're dealing with skirmishes now. It all was won on Calvary. The, the Lord of hosts came down in human form through Jesus Christ and gave himself for us to bring, him, bring us back to him. I love you guys. I appreciate you. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and we'll talk to you on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. And these are the continual topics on the Ted and Austin Broder show that we bring up to make people ask questions. That's always been my overall goal. I told Dad that when we first started the show. I said, I want to have open dialogue as far as bringing topics up that people talk about and can talk about with other people. Whether you like them, whether you don't, whether you think they're right, whether you think they're wrong, I don't really care. We try to keep this show as you know PG as possible. Those I know a lot of kids listen to with their parents and stuff, and so I, we do try to do that. Obviously, the best we can. Sometimes we can't on some of the content, but we want to bring the truth and bring up topics. And I've told you guys this a hundred times on the show. You don't have to believe anything from me. I do a lot of research, and I don't lie ever, but do your own research. I encourage people to do your own research. You always know when people are trying to control and direct the entire aspect of how you function and how you act when they tell you that you can't go look at anything else, that you can't ask any questions, that you can't have a different opinion. Remember how they did that, like I said earlier, during COVID? No, you just lockdowns are for your safety. Mask is for your safety. We're doing it for your safety. We're arresting you on your paddleboard out in the ocean by yourself. It's for your safety. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, you can't question it. It's science. It's not science at all. You're, you're, not even, you're just saying it's science. There's nothing you're even implying that's scientific. No, it's science. You have to believe it. When you start having people do that, question everything they say after that. And I mean everything. So I appreciate the continual support. Thank you for supporting Health Masters keeping this show ad advertising and commercial free for an hour for y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much. If you need anything, healthmasters.com, be sure to check out the HGH stimulate. 
on sale product of the week. And also the excellent C formula we have, the buffered vitamin C, really good formula. That's going to be going on sale for December right now, keeping everybody's immune system strong and upbeat through the wintertime. I'm going to have that on the front webpage this weekend, so be sure to check it out. Going to do a really big sale on that. Just got a fresh batch in, so I want to make sure everybody has stocked up and ready to keep their immune system strong because, remember, your health is your responsibility. Your family's health, if you're especially if you're the adult, you're the dad, you're the mom, it's your responsibility. Your children don't know anything as far as when they're little kids when it comes to overall health. They don't. They, they're not the ones paying the bills, and they're not the ones buying the food, and they're not the ones you know getting vitamins from the store. It's your responsibility to take care of them the best you possibly can, and that means keeping them healthy. That means keeping them off the junk food as much as possible. I know kids are interesting sometimes. Staying away, especially from the food dyes and really, really high sugar foods, really continue to keep their immune system strong and keep them away from getting any type of nasty colds or really bad bugs over the wintertime right now. So thank you for standing with us. Thank you for getting the truth out there and continue to talk to one another and have open dialogues with stuff. I'm Like I said, I, can't, I cannot encourage that anymore. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Get some exercise and fresh air. Don't know some of the parts of the country. I know it's probably starting to snow, so be careful of ice <laughs> if you're out running around doing that. But have a great, fantastic weekend. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.